أَفَرَأَيْتُمْ So then have you seen أَلَّاتَ دَلَات وَالْعُزَّةَ and the Uzza? Have you seen these idols that you've made up, O people? You see how grand, how great the angel is who brought the Qur'an to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How beautiful and magnificent the place is where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was taken up on the journey of Mi'raj. And all of that points to the perfection and beauty of the Lord of all. But have you seen the things that you worship? Have you seen how pathetic they are? أَفَرَأَيْتُمُ اللَّاتَ وَالْعُزَّةَ you know, The style is kind of derogatory. To look at this. So sad. أَفَرَأَيْتُمُ اللَّاتَ Lat was an idol that the mushrikeen would worship. And they basically made this name Lat up from the word ilah or Allah. Remember the concept of ilhad that we learn about. الَّذِينَ يُلْحِدُونَ فِي أَسْمَائِهِ Those who do ilhad in the names of Allah. One of the ways of ilhad, deviation, is to change the spelling of the name of Allah. So Allah or ilah is turned into Allat. And Allat is like a feminine form. Alright? Uzza, on the other hand, is they made this feminine from the name of Allah Aziz or the attribute of Allah Aziz. Have you seen this Lat and this Uzza? Remember Abu Sufyan at the Battle of Uhud, he said, Lana Uzza, we have Uzza. Alright, so this was one of their revered idols. It is said that Lat was worshipped by the Thaqif, the people of Ta'if. And Uzza was revered by the people of Quraysh. Wamanat, and also Manat, Athalitha, the third one, Al Ukhra, the other one. You see, the style is what? That, you seen these things that you've made up? Manat, they did Ilhad from the name of Allah, Mannan. Mannan. Right? And it is said that the people of Aus and Khazraj, or the Banu Khuza'a, they revered this idol a lot. I don't want to go into the details of these idols, where they were situated and what kind of worship they dedicated to these idols, because it's not worth it. Right? They don't deserve any attention, because these are false. Allah says, أَفَرَأَيْتُمُ اللَّاتَ وَالْعُزَّةَ وَمَنَاتَ الثَّالِثَةَ الْأُخْرَى Notice how these three idols, they're feminine. The names are feminine, because these were female goddesses. Alright? And their names were derived from the names of Allah. As if they were declaring them to be female partners of Allah. وَالْعِيَاذُ billah. Allah says, أَلَكُمْ What? لَكُمْ for you, الذَّكَرُ the male, وَلَهُ and for him, meaning for Allah, الْأُنْسَى the female. For yourself, when it comes to some business, when it comes to some coalition or some alliances, you want who? Men. And for Allah, you declare female partners? Because what was their belief? That these idols are what? They are like our intercessors before Allah, or they are Allah's partners. Right? So for yourself, you prefer men, because men in their culture represented strength and ability and power, and women were a symbol of weakness, dependence, right? So for Allah, you associate females. And this can also refer to the idea that they ascribed angels as daughters of Allah. Allah says, Tilka that, even then, would be qismatun, a division that is ghiza, very unjust. Meaning according to your standards, this would be a very unjust division. Not that it is okay to ascribe males or sons to Allah. No. 
But it's as if they are being proven wrong through their own standards. That this would be a very unjust division. Qisma division, Liza. Liza is from the word Laza, Ladia Zay. And Laza is to cause loss, to make someone suffer loss. This would be a very unfair division. That for you sons and for Allah daughters, what are these idols? Allah says, in not, hiya it, illa asma'un, except names. What is the reality of these idols? Just names. Which names? Sammaytumuha. You have given, you have named it, you have given these idols, these names, who antum you wa aba'ukum and your forefathers. Basically, there is no reality to these idols beyond their names. And these names, where do they come from? You made them up, you and your ancestors. Ma not anzalallahu, Allah has sent down, biha for it, min sultanin, any authority, any proof. Allah never revealed to you, or Allah never gave you the authority to declare partners for Him. In not, yattabi'una, they follow. Meaning these idolaters, they're only following illa except Allah conjecture, supposition. Wama and that which tahwa it desires al-anfusu the souls al-anfus plural of the word nafs. Where did they get this idea of female goddesses and daughters for Allah from partners for Allah? Where did they get this from? Two things: one, supposition, assumption, and secondly, following desires. Not sultan. Not sultan. What is sultan? Knowledge, proof, evidence. They don't have any sound proof. They're doing this based on their assumption and their desires. Desires, you know, this is similar to how the mushrikeen, you know, at times they would make an idol with their dates. You know, date fruit? You know, we think, oh, it's so interesting. People make like some kind of creature out of a watermelon, right? And it looks so cool and people eat it up. Yes, at least people eat it up today, right? I mean, that's the purpose. It's just decoration. So what people would do is they would make an idol with their dates. Alright? They would make it and then when they would get hungry, they would just eat it up. Tahwal anfus. Is this God? It's a joke. Just they felt like it, they wanted it, they made it up, they worshipped it, when they wanted they ate it, or they used it as firewood. Tahwal anfus. The first reason, or the first thing is azlan. What is azlan? Conjecture, assumption. Meaning no sound knowledge, no sound proof, assumption. You see shak, shak is what? Doubt. It's either or. Right? I don't know. It's also possible that it's not. Right? That is shak. 50-50. Zan is to view something as probabilistic. That there is a probability that it may be true. Alright? It may be true. Why would a person form a run? Because he looks at something, he observes something, he feels something, and based on that, he assumes that this might be true. He doesn't know for a fact. Now many times idolatry or different forms of shirk, they are based on what? Run. Like a person would say, I went to that grave, right? I did such that I did the sacrifice, whatever, or I tied a, a string to that particular tree, and when I did it, I'm telling you, that's when I got the money that I wanted. That's when I got the spouse that I wanted. That's when I got the child that I wanted. Have you heard these stories? 
Right? This is one. It's possible, but it's also not possible. Right? This is one. Allah says, إِن Like people would say, we sacrifice to that idol, we made dua to it, and the drought was taken away. People have all of these stories, right? And the mushrikeen of Makkah, they had these stories. Allah says it's all dhan. It's not factual. وَلَقَدْ جَاءَهُمْ مِنْ رَبِّهِمُ الْهُدَى And now, certainly, guidance has come to them from their Lord. Already, guidance has come to them from their Lord. Meaning, Allah has sent the Qur'an, which contains the truth, which contains facts, which are reliable, which must be taken, and which they must depend upon. But what are these people doing? They are ignoring them. Because, like I mentioned to you earlier, that as human beings, no matter what knowledge we have, right, through observation, can we say as a 100% fact that this is exactly how it is? Like for example, vision, or a certain heart disease, right, or a certain disease in the body. There is a story about it, right, that because of such and such diet, right, this is why this happens to the heart, and as a result, there is this kind of heart disease, right? It's probable that this is the cause of the heart disease. Because then you find different situations or different conditions where, you know, this person is having deep fried butter and whatnot and they don't get that heart disease. They don't get it. You know what I mean? Recently I had to, in one of the courses I was taking, I was studying about the the anatomy of the eye and, and basically all of our senses. And as I'm reading it, trying to understand, you know, neurons and whatnot, it's so difficult to comprehend even, especially for a person like me who hasn't, you know, who's been out of school for quite some time. Basic things were difficult to understand. I'm reading and reading and trying to understand over and over and over again. And I was getting so frustrated. And I was comforting myself saying, okay, these are ayat kauniya. Okay. <laughs> I'm not wasting my time because these are ayat kauniya. Right? These are signs in the creation that Allah has created. And inshallah, this should also help me. And alhamdulillah, it is helping me, no doubt. But there is a difference. You know, when you read the Qur'an, you read one word, you read one ayah, you know for a fact that it is 100% true. لا ريب فيه. Correct? But when you're reading somebody's theory concerning vision, that why we see certain things a certain way and certain other things a certain other way, it's a theory. Right? It's not at the level of haq that the Qur'an is. I mean, when it comes to science, one of the first things that we have to acknowledge and admit is that we could be wrong. Right? This is how science is self-correcting, that we could be wrong. Yes, we have this idea today, but it's possible that down the road somebody will prove it wrong. Right? Do you understand my point? It is only ayat shari'iyya, what Allah has revealed that can be taken as 100% factual. You know, you could accept it blindly. You could accept it without question. Right? But when it comes to anything else, could it have some doubt in it? Yes. Hmm? To err is human. So Allah says that, وَلَقَدْ جَاءَهُمْ مِنْ رَبِّهِمُ الْهُدَى Now Allah has revealed guidance. But look at these people, they're ignoring guidance and they're following their desires and they're lun. I'm not dissing science over here, please. Okay? Don't get me wrong. My point here is that 
realize what Qur'an is and realize what human knowledge and understanding is. Qur'an is here. What has come from Allah will always be at the top. And what we learn by our observation will always be under what Allah has revealed. Go ahead. Uh, yellow leaves in the uh, in different plants. So uh, one he started, you know, picking up the leaves, and uh, they were. I overheard the conversation. The one said, "Why are you picking up the yellow leaves?" But one said, "Because they are wasting energy, right?" The other said, "No, but the leaves they make food for the plant, right? Photosynthesis is gonna be happening in the leaves, right?" So I was <laughs> listening. You know, the both were right, right? So I said, "Okay." So whenever I get confused about science, I reflect back to Quran. You know, Quran is you know having a proper, authentic, you know, the knowledge that we get from Quran. But science, they have a different type of you know opinions about different things. Yeah, I mean, there's one understanding, there's another understanding, and there could be another one down the road. And you know, this is our reality. But there should be something that we can rely upon that can serve as a basis and as a foundation to build our understanding and our lives upon. And what is that? The hidayah that Allah has revealed. وَلَقَدْ جَاءَهُمْ مِنْ رَبِّهِمُ الْهُدَى Allah says, أَمْ أُرْ لِلْإِنسَانِ For the human being, مَا تَمَنَّا Whatever he wishes. Should the human being get whatever he wishes? تَمَنَّا تَمَنِّي مِمْ نُنِيَا تَمَنِّي is basically yearning, a wish that is based on حُسْنُ الظَّنِّ and تَخِيل حُسْنُ Takhil, imagination, wishful thinking. Basically, should a person get everything? Does a person get everything that he wishes for? Based on just wishful thinking? Can you become a hafiz just by the idea of being a hafiz? The thought of being a hafiz? Does it happen like that? Can you become good at your studies because you say, I'm, you know, how great it would be, how awesome it would be if I was good at my studies? Something you think in your mind or something you wish for in your head doesn't become a reality. It's not necessarily real. A person could be fantasizing about many things. I mean, a person could be thinking that I'm the king of the world. Right? People hallucinate or people have illusions and, and people have these deceptions. وَالْعِيَاذُ بِاللَّهِ These are real. Right? So, أَمْلِ insani مَا tamanna. No. That's not true. Then how can we assume things about Allah and matters of afterlife based on our thinking, wishful thinking and imagination and think that what we have thought of is real? You understand? With regards to our lives, just because we think something doesn't mean that it is real. True? A person could think, I'm smart. A person could think, I'm very kind. A person could think, I'm very beautiful. And somebody else thinks, she's not smart at all. She's not this at all. She's not that at all. And when she takes a test, that proves that she's not smart at all. She has an assumption about herself. Or she has this wishful thinking. Is it true? Is it real? Not necessarily. The point here is that our thinking can be faulty. Our imagination can be faulty. Our understanding can be faulty. It could be the exact opposite of reality. Correct? Then how could we assume things about God when we haven't even seen Him? How could we assume things about matters of the hereafter when we haven't even been there? How could we assume things about where we came from when we haven't seen that? Amlil insani ma tamanna? What's the answer? No. فَلِلَّهِ الْآخِرَةُ وَالْأُولَى So to Allah belongs the hereafter and the first one. Meaning the world. 
What does it mean? That He has control over everything and He has knowledge of everything. And nothing happens except by His will. So the things in this universe are not under our wishes. They're not governed by our wishes. They're governed by who? Allah. So basically, what's the message of these verses? What's the message? What's the conclusion? What do you understand? That be humble. Realize that it's quite possible that your ideas are wrong. Yes. Yes. Exactly. That if our assumptions regarding ourselves could be delusional, then what does it mean? We are limited in our capacity, in our mind, in our intellect. We are in need of divine guidance. So when Allah has sent divine guidance, take it. Take it. Go ahead. Yes. Exactly. When najmi ida hawa, fall in prostration, be humbled, submit to Allah. وَكَمْ and how many? مِنْ مَلَكٍ Of angels. Meaning so many angels there are. فِي السَّمَوَاتِ In the heavens. In the skies. لَا تُغْنِي شَفَاعَتُهُمْ شَيْئًا Their shafa'ah, their intercession, cannot avail at all. إِلَّا except مِنْ بَعْدِ After أَنْ يَأْذَنَ اللَّهُ That Allah permits. So the first condition is that Allah must allow that angel to intercede. لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ for whomever he wills, وَيَرْضَى And he also approves. That's the second condition. That he must also approve of that intercession. Angels are ibadun mukramun, Right? They're honorable servants of Allah. But even their intercession does not carry any weight until Allah assigns it some weight. Allah approves of it. So who is it? who has ultimate authority and power, it is only Allah. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ Indeed those people who لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْآخِرَةِ Who do not believe in the hereafter. لَا يُسَمُّونَ Surely they name الْمَلَائِكَةَ The angels تَسْمِيَةَ Naming الْأُنْسَ The female. Tasmiya is to give an ism. To give a name. To name something or someone. So those who don't believe in the hereafter give angels female names. Female names meaning female identities. They say that angels are females. Those who don't believe in the hereafter. Only such people can have the audacity to make such a claim. وَمَا لَهُمْ بِهِ مِنْ عِلْمٍ And they do not have any knowledge about it. In not yattabi'una they follow illa dhan except conjecture. Again, dhan is being mentioned. They only follow assumption. Conjecture. Wa inna dhanna, and what's the reality of dhan? Allah says, indeed, a dhan, assumption, la yughni, it does not enrich, it does not avail, min al haqqi, against the truth, shay'an, anything at all. Meaning, assumption can never take the place of truth. Because truth, it brings yaqeen. It brings conviction and certainty. When Allah says, there is akhirah, then what does it mean? There is akhirah. You understand? No doubt about it. But when a human being says, based on his assumption, right, 
that people function or that people behave in a certain way because of a certain reason. Or people say that certain parts of the brain are for certain purposes. It's possible that it may be wrong. Right? Their idea may be wrong. So truth, al-haq, brings conviction, certainty. You can accept it. And Allah, it keeps you in a state of, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Right? إِنَّ الظَّنَّ لَا يُغْنِي مِنَ الْحَقِّ شَيْئًا So what should be the foundation of our lives then? Fact? Or our observation? And hypothesis and what fancy terms we can give. What is it? It should be fact. And where do you get that fact from? From divine revelation. Allah says, فَأَعْرِضْ So turn away. An away from. Man, the person who tawalla. He has turned away. I'rad is the aversion of the heart. And tawalli is the aversion or turning away of the body. So the one who has completely turned away and dhikrina from our dhikr, from our message. What is dhikr over here? The Qur'an. Allah has revealed the Qur'an and then there are people who have completely turned away from the Qur'an. Allah says, A'rid, turn away from him. Meaning don't listen to this person. Don't be in their company and don't take their influence. Because such people are who? They have turned away from our dhikr, from a dhikrul hakim, from the Quran. Walam yurid, and he does not desire in al hayat al dunya, except the worldly life. His ultimate goal is the life of this world. That's it, khalas. Few years, which could end at any time, any moment, any second. That's his goal, that's his vision. Allah says, ذَلِكَ that is مَبْلَغُهُمْ مِنَ الْعِلْمِ that is their mablagh min al-ilm of knowledge. Mablagh from balam ghain, balagha to reach. Mablagh is the place of reaching. Meaning, the full extent or the limit that a person can reach. Dunya, worldly life, is all they know about. Thalika mablaghuhum min al-ilm, that is the sum of their knowledge. Meaning, that is all they know about how limited they are in their vision. Because we know, because it's obvious, it's understood, that we were not always here, and we will not always be here. Right? So where did we come from, and where are we going? What was before, and what is coming after? What about that? If we limit our understanding to just our observation, what we can see, what we can experience, and that's it. We are fooling ourselves. So Allah says that such people whose sum of knowledge is just worldly life and these people who have turned away from the Qur'an whose ultimate goal is the worldly life, أَعْرِضْ You must turn away from them. Why? Because if you don't, they will lead you astray. So do not take knowledge from them for they will lead you astray. Does this mean that we cannot learn from such people? With caution. So if you're taking a class which says, leave your religion at the door, please don't go through in that door. You understand? Or if you must go in through that door, then please take your religion with you. You understand? Why? Because if you follow someone like this, you know, in everything that they're telling you, you're gonna lose your religion. You're gonna lose it. You're gonna lose your faith. And 
These mistakes have been made by many people. ذَلِكَ مَبْلَغُهُمْ مِنَ الْعِلْمِ إِنَّ رَبَّكَ هُوَ أَعْلَمُ Indeed, your Lord knows best بِمَنْ ضَلَّ عَنْ سَبِيلِهِ Of who is astray from his path وَهُوَ أَعْلَمُ بِمَنْ اِهْتَدَى And he is most knowing of he who is guided. So will you base your life upon what people assume? On the little that they have discovered with many faults and possibilities of error? Or will you base your life upon what Allah has revealed? Because Allah knows what is right and what is wrong. Allah knows who is guided and who is misguided. Correct? So will you base your life upon what Allah has revealed or what people have assumed? We will listen to the recitation. أَفَرَأَيْتُمُ اللَّاتَ وَالْعُزَّى وَمَنَاتَ الثَّالِثَةَ الْأُخْرَى أَلَكُمُ الذَّكَرُ وَلَهُ الْأُنْثَى تِلْكَ إِذًا قِسْمَةٌ ضِيزَى إِنْ هِيَ إِلَّا أَسْمَاءٌ سَمَّيْتُمُوهَا سَمَّيْتُمُوهَا أَنْتُمْ وَآبَاؤُكُمْ مَا أَنْزَلَ اللَّهُ بِهَا مِنْ سُلْطَانٍ يَتَّبِعُونَ إِلَّا الظَّنَّ وَمَا تَهْوَى الْأَنْفُسِ وَلَقَدْ جَاءَهُمْ مِنْ رَبِّهِمُ الْهُدَى أَمْ لِلْإِنسَانِ مَا تَمَنَّا فَلِلَّهِ الْآخِرَةُ وَالْأُولَى وَكَمْ مِنْ مَلَكٍ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ لَا تُغْنِي شَفَاعَتُهُمْ شَيْئًا لا تغني شفاعتهم شيئا إلا من بعد أن يأذن الله لمن يشاء ويرضى إن الذين لا يؤمنون بالآخرة ليسمون الملائكة تسمية الأنثى وَمَا لَهُمْ بِهِ مِنْ عِلْمٍ يَتَّبِعُونَ إِلَّا الظَّنَّ وَإِنَّ الظَّنَّ لَا يُغْنِي مِنَ الْحَقِّ شَيْئًا فَأَعْرِضْ عَمَّنْ تَوَلَّى عَنْ ذِكْرِنَا وَلَمْ يُرِدْ إِلَّا الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا ذَلِكَ مَبْلَغُهُمْ مِنَ الْعِلْمِ إِنَّ رَبَّكَ هُوَ أَعْلَمُ بِمَنْ ضَلَّ عَنْ سَبِيلِهِ وَهُوَ أَعْلَمُ بِمَنْ اهْتَدَى